We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a good day to be a Yankee fan if you recently came over from like being a Mets fan for a long time because it feels like home. <laughs> I was wondering what you were going to open with. That's that's the best that I got. Like if you were if you were like fuck it, I'm tired of cheering for the Pirates. I'm going to be a Yankee <laughs> fan. You feel it feels like home. When things are really bad, you'll start with, and we're Yankee fans. That's that's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're here. We're 10 games back. We are one game over 500. And let me tell you, if I get one more push notification from the MLB app about one division has five teams above 500, could, fuck you. Fuck you, MLB. It's not fun when you're the last place team in that division. But, you know, the good news, Jack, is they really competed. Boone and, and Rizzo talked about how they really hung with the Rays. They competed. I'm, I'm pretty sure you don't get a trophy for competing. or I don't think you get a credit for trying. But, you know, that was the good news from the weekend. They, they competed hard. I mean, what else are they going to say? <laughs> you know, what else? What's Boone going to say? Hey, guess what, guys? I wasn't the only bad decision that Brian Cashman <laughs> made. This whole roster is. I'm not alone. It's me and the boys. We all suck. <laughs> when I saw it, we all watched the Jeter doc and there's the famous meme of him going there with that smirk on his face saying that's what losers say. That's every quote that comes out of his mouth or pretty much any of our players. Now, at this point, we tried hard. We battled. We competed. Guys, there's there's no points for that. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And, you know, I think I come in here every week and I'm just like, well, the Rays are going to play down the earth. It's not like they're going to have a 750 winning percentage the whole season and now it's up to 800. <laughs> I mean they're really they're really fucking good. And the problem with this series if they would have went in and just lost 10 to 1, 8 to 3 and 9 to 2, you'd been like whatever, we're banged up. But these were three winnable games. I mean they easily as banged up and as shitty as they are, they could have swept this series. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean that is I think 
even for like really rational fans like us, if they had, let's say, you know, hey, we come from behind, we win on Friday, we hold that lead, we win on Sunday, we come out of here with a sweep. We're only, at that point then, we'd be, what, four games back? Because the three that we lost by losing the games and then the three we'd get from winning the games, so we'd be four games back. I think we'd still know, like, hey, we've got, like, a pretty dog shit roster, but maybe there's some magic in these boys. Cause that's the other thing. Like there's two ways to win. One is you build a great, uh, a great roster and great depth throughout your minor league system. Um, and other times you just like catch, you know, catch lightning in a bottle. This isn't catch lightning in the bottle to win the world series time, because that tends to happen, you know, later in the season team goes on a big win streak, including a win streak in the playoffs. But, be like, oh, maybe we get lightning in a bottle to hang around just to like to stick it out for a little bit. And it doesn't seem like that's happening. No. And you think about how different the storyline would have been if they would have swept Bader's back. He's brought the energy. We have Judge coming back today, Tuesday. That I mean, that would have been the story. Bader's back. Judge is coming back. Look at how different the team looks with Bader. And everybody would have been really fired up. Even me yeah. and you have been negative. And instead, we're sitting here with a with a series loss. And Kevin Cash just throwing salt on the wound, saying that uh, you know his Rays team is better than the 98 Yankees team because he knows that Jack Curry just released another book about the 98 team. I mean, look, the Rays, again, another division opponent that beats us, punks us, and embarrasses us afterward. Yeah. No, that's, I mean, their entire payroll wouldn't even get you Judge and Cole. (laughs) You'd still be like $3 million short. It's insane. It's insane with their – and I'll be honest. I don't even fucking know their GM's name. But Michael K. always like to say, well, if Cashman got let go, 29 other teams would be ready to scoop him up. No, they wouldn't. I mean this Rays guy, whoever, whatever his name is, I mean what a job he did assembling this roster with a – what is it? $70 million payroll they're going to win 110 like 73 million. Games. Yeah. It's like – that was the argument that – I've been getting back for years because I've been talking about Brian Cashman is not the guy since I want to say at least 2019 that like, hey, maybe this is not the guy. He's not getting it done. Um, More people are coming around to it. That makes me happy. But the idea that like, well, 29 other people, first of all, no. 29 other teams would not want him. There are the Astros would not want him. <laughs> Come on. Um, I believe like what the Cubs have going on, they would not want him. The, the Phillies the wouldn't Rays. get rid of Dombrowski for him. Yeah. The Phillies aren't going to, they don't want him. I don't think the Blue Jays want him. I don't think the Orioles want him. I don't think the Rays want him. The Braves with Alex Anthopoulos or yeah. whatever his name is. Y- yeah. yeah they, like you're not, you're just not going to get like, so it's not true. It's not 29. And I've said all along, like there is someone who is out there living a miserable life with every one of my ex-girlfriends. That doesn't mean I should have kept them. No, exactly. And the analogy that I like to use, like people say, well, who who do you want to replace him? Like, that's not my job. And I always use the analogy. If my car breaks down on the side of the road, I might not know what parts I need or what I need to do to fix it. But I, but I know that the car is fucking broken. And that's what the analogy is here. Just because me and you don't know who the replacement should be doesn't mean the cashman should still be there. I do. OK, 
It's Theo Epstein. Oh, well, yeah, I mean, that's a pipe dream, but sure. How's your pipe dream? Isn't he like in the number two to uh, Manfred? Isn't he like in the commissioner's office? He's now? in the commissioner's office. Money talks. I mean, that would Dude, be a you want to be the guy you want to be the guy who won. the. You know, I, I from what I've heard is he wants a piece of ownership anywhere he goes. If he were to go somewhere else, which like which makes sense. But like there's a certain price that you could say, like, hey, man. You want to be the guy who broke the curse in Boston, broke the curse in Chicago, and then came and won another World Series with the Yankees? And Epstein would do exactly like he did in uh, like in Chicago. He'd be like, hey, it's going to be five years, you know, like or whatever, like yes. I, I, whatever timeline he sees. Like he went to Chicago and said, it's going to be five years. I just watched um, probably only half of it of Derek Jeter's interview on drink champs. That's what it is. Uh, and, you know, and he was talking about at the time, you know, it's six months ago. So he had been out of Miami for a little bit, but he was like, it's very similar. Theo Epstein said it'd be five years. We didn't put, you know, we had a bigger hill to climb. So we didn't put a number or like a, a number on it, but like we said, it's going to take years to turn this around. And I think more and more Yankee fans are coming to the realization that, it's like we're not one year away from turning this around. We're not free agency this year. Like, yeah, Donaldson comes off the books. A lot of other, you know, stuff comes off the books. But there's not a like, oh, well, there you go. Here's the next move. No, and no no pitching in the system really on the way at all. I don't really think at any at any level. You have you have Dominguez down there, they have Spencer Jones, they have some guys. But yeah, it feels like we are if you think about a roller coaster, like twenty seventeen, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, we were going up or at the top, and yeah. then in twenty twenty it started to go around, save for those freakish April and May and half of June. Last Spencer year Jones that that other outfielder we have who's six, Yeah, he's seven. like six eight or something, yeah, the lefty. He's fucking tall motherfuckers. They love it. They love the they love the hype. But it was it was a really ugly weekend. I don't even know. I don't even know where to start. Let me start with this. Glaber Glaber's defense is just atrocious. Now, he only got charged with one error this series, but there was a play Saturday. He gets easy double play ball flip to him. He drops it. They lose an out. Now, you don't get an error there because they say, oh, it's an out on the transfer. Then Sunday ball up the middle. And this is where I think it started with Cole ball up the middle instead of just calmly throwing the ball to first he tries to spin around and tag the guy going to second didn't get an error and you could see Cole was pissed and I don't blame him and to me that's where the frustration kind of started with Cole and then he makes an actual throwing error later on so we only got charged with one error over the weekend but he cost them three outs yeah no I mean Glaber Torres is back to being exactly who we've said he is he's a He's going to get you in spurts. He's going to make a lot of great plays. Normally offensively, he'll show some hustle, maybe defensively, but then eventually he's going to go back to being the guy who bats 240, makes physical errors and mental errors. Yes. And the physical errors are going to happen. Balls are going to, you're going to get short hopped. It's going to hit a pebble. Things like that are going to happen, but the mental errors and like getting caught up in like making some fancy play or like not doing enough to just like, okay, this ball is being flipped to me. I'm going to catch it. I'm going to secure it. I'm going to transfer it. I'm going to throw it, you know, and I, um, 
I'm blanking on their the Rays shortstop its name Ladies. right now. The guy who did the N one Wander Franca. Yeah, yeah, just fucking spinning the ball to himself. And I did think when I saw that play happen, and I know old white Twitter was really mad at um, you know, his N one mixtape play at shortstop. I was like, that's the last thing our guys need to see coming into no. Tampa. <laughs> Oh, no. That's the last thing. <laughs> Can't get away with it. And it, it's the most elementary type stuff, right? Two outs. Easiest play is 99% of the time is at first. Like, why are you why are you trying to make a sick turnaround play to get the lead runner? There's two outs, buddy. Just flip it to first. And and people like to get on Cole like, oh, we shouldn't show emotion or show the guys up. Man, if I'm him, I'm watching IKF boot balls all over the place last year. I'm watching Glaber throw to the wrong base and throw the ball into the stands. I, I'm If I'm a competitor, it's kind of impossible not to show emotion in those situations. So I do understand that there's a human element. There is the like you're getting thirty six million dollars. So just fucking swallow it like you're all right. The check's going to clear. Um and I think we've seen and, and maybe it's easier for us to to point because you only re, you don't remember when he shows that kind of frustration and then strikes the next guy out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't remember. I'm sure it's happened. I don't ever remember it happening. We remember the the drop balls on the gap, stuff like that. And then the next next one's a home run. Yeah, it's just it's it's tough to see. And obviously, Cole, he, you knew the bat. You said it, I think, two weeks ago. The bad starts coming. It's just a matter of when. And yeah, I mean, this was the worst possible day for it. I, I just can't get on him when he's been superhuman in seven of his eight starts and he had one bad start. I know it was ugly. I know he blew a six nothing lead. I, I know it's his fault, but I, I just can't get on him when he's basically carried the team thus far. Well, you know, I think, you know, when I said he's due for a bad start, like, yeah, it's five earned over five innings but like part of that is it's easy to say like cashman should have seen it and like got him out of there to who right right that was my thing yeah who was coming in you know like this isn't the case of you know at times you'd see it with like pineda or you see it with sevy or it's like well this guy's got to work through this because that's what we're going to need in the postseason right so and, you know, it's where, you know, yeah, we're in competition and maybe we ended up losing this game in July and we're three and a half back instead of two and a half back or only two and a half up instead of three and a half up or whatever it is. Cole was in there because there was nowhere else to go. Like there there just wasn't the confidence that in the fifth inning, you know, we're going to go to we're going to go to Wandy Peralta then. No, and the bullpen's banged up. Think about it. Clark Schmidt and Brito, they're averaging, what, three and a half innings a start? Maybe yeah. four? I mean, that's five innings of work minimum from the bullpen, two out of every five games that those guys are pitching. So, the, yeah, the bullpen is gassed. That doesn't even take into account that Kane, all the injured guys, Canely, Loisega, these key guys that are on the shelf for a while, Lou Trevino done for the year. So, yeah, there was really nobody to go to in the bullpen, but – I think the one play that really signifies the difference between the Yankees and the Rays, there was a ground out. I think Cordero was pitching, bouncing ball to him. He doesn't look the runner. Runner was Jose Siri, who scored from second on a ground ball to the pitcher. I mean, that is, first of all, great instinct, great hustle, great coaching by the Rays. But A, the Yankees weren't paying attention in the field. Cordero never looked him back. And B, a Yankee base runner would never do that. Like, I just thought that play really encapsulated the difference between the Yankees and the Rays. Yeah, I mean, that is like they just they want it more like that's all it is, is like they just they want it more. 
And a lot of people are saying, oh, if we were healthy, look at the margin. We would have won this series. The Rays always play just good enough to beat us. Like, I don't think it matters if we were fully healthy, if we have five guys on the IL, 10 guys on the IL. The Rays are almost like those, or they look like it so far, our 90s dynasty teams that would just show up and just no matter what happened, like, you know, the other team scored three, we'd score four. If the other team scored nine, we'd score 10. Like, the Rays just do enough to win. I don't really think it would have mattered. Um even if they were healthy. So I mean, it's just frustrating to play them. If by like, if we're healthy, it means if two of our starters in the rotation and, uh, three guys in the bullpen and a judge and Stanton and Donaldson was healthy, but also good. Um, were all the end Rizzo didn't have his back bark up ever. Yes. If all those guys were healthy and played better, the game may be different. Like <laughs> that's really what, if we were a better team, we would have played better, <laughs> you know, exactly. And remember 2019, they, they were a better team at that time. They were really banged up the whole year and they, and they won 103 games. They found a way they had depth. This team has no depth. And you mentioned the injured pitcher. So let's get to that. I don't know what's, well, let's start with Severino. So, <laughs> he gets injured. He's a man of he's a man of luxury. <laughs> gets injured the day uh, the day before opening day, basically that week. Another injury for the seventy fifth time he's gone on the IL, and then the Yankees want to throw him in a live bullpen. He complains about that. He wants a rehab start. So after he throws the live bullpen, they say, "All right, it's time for a rehab start." He wants to pitch on Thursday. They want to pitch him on Wednesday. He's crying about the the day that they pick to give him the start. Dude, you're a nobody, man. You, you you haven't accomplished anything. I think he he thinks he's Roger Clemens or he thinks he's Pedro Martinez, and he's just not. But this this is just not a championship mindset from this guy. What hasn't he complained about? No, I mean, so we were wondering for a long time, like where, like where is he in his progress? Because we had seen you'd see him on the field at Yankee Stadium before games and like bullshitting guys. So we're like, wait. He's not in Tampa, like under like strict supervision, but I guess it's probably better for just to keep him close to the team. Uh, so like, where where are we going to hear about that? We're hearing about he's throwing simulated games and all this stuff, and then he's complaining about having to throw the simulated games, like you said. And now, the way it works out that makes sense based on his throwing schedule for his rehab, which is done by his coaches and medical training staff, learned doctors, they said, great, your time to throw next would ideally be Wednesday. I guess you could say Thursday, but every day that we're burning on this end, we're losing you sure. at the major league level. Because if you come in and you pitch great on Wednesday, you're going to go ahead and you're going to, you know, go back to the big leagues. So that means you're scheduled to start pitch Wednesday. You're scheduled to start on Monday instead of Thursday and Tuesday. And that is still, that's a big if. That is if everything goes well. Yeah. Now, Luis Severino does not like this because the way the schedule works out, the Scranton Rail Riders have a night game on Thursday would be great for him. And they have a morning game because they play morning games 
in the minor leagues at times, like an 11 a.m. game, which sounds fun, on Wednesday. Seve would rather pitch Thursday and told the team I would rather pitch on Thursday because I don't want to have to spend the night in Pennsylvania on Tuesday. Yeah, I don't even know what to say. If Roger Clemens is 38 years old and he's won 300 games and he doesn't want to do that, fine. Or CC, fine. Dude, you're a nobody. You've been given $40 million to essentially do nothing. Maybe 15 good starts last year. Since he's gotten that deal, he's done nothing. The the sense of entitlement, the lack of awareness. And imagine if he's saying this publicly, absolutely no chance he's, he's back next year. I mean, let's just – clearly there's a massive disconnect between him and the front office. Now, trying to pick between the Yankees medical staff and Luis Severino, it's like <laughs> – the definition of two awful options, man. I don't even know which way to go. Yeah, it's like picking your favorite son when they're both Menendez kids. <laughs> I knew you'd have a, I knew you'd have a good analogy. They're both even killing so. me. Um, <laughs> I'm going with the medical staff. So yeah, it's just like your options are to pitch against Omaha at 11:05 on STEM school day at 11:05, or push it back to Thursday and pitch it versus Omaha. At 6.35 on Thirsty Thursday. <laughs> That's the promotion. Dude, who are you? Uh, it's it's just it really it really sums it up, man. It's it's that's terrible. Uh, he hasn't earned the two dollar right. fucking 16 ounce drafts. <laughs> it's pretty good. This is in Reading or where is this? Some uh, Scranton. OK. Yeah. Minor leagues have insane deals. It's like, you know, three dollar margarita buckets. Yeah, I got to get to a uh, a Wilmington Blue Rocks game soon. That's it's right off the highway, too. It'd be so easy for you. It's right off of 95. Yeah, no, my brother lives like down the block from there. I go there's a children's museum just behind the outfield wall that I bring. Oh, my really? To. Yeah, we've got annual memberships to the Wilmington. There you go, man. Delaware Children's Museum. Those cold uh, months, you got to do something to get out of the house and tire these kids out. Exactly. Four dollar dogfish head cans. On Thursdays for the Wilmington Blue Rocks. That's a steal. That's a great deal, actually. Yeah. I love I mean, dogfish. They used to have. It was like, I remember I looked previous years and it was just like, I, like you you got a quarter, we'll give you 100 beers. <laughs> They're paying you to drink. You know, we Wednesdays, did Wednesdays, $3, 12-ounce uh, Miller Lite cans. So every day is a, there's a there's a deal. For 90 minutes from the time the gate opens. Yeah, pretty much. Like, they don't have, like, Friday night, they do, like, fireworks, so there's no drink special. It's Wild West night. Not going <laughs> to do that one. Truly Hard Seltzer Happy Hour, $3 Truly's on a Saturday. That's a big one. Against the Brooklyn Cyclones. <laughs> this is fucking sick, dude. So, Sevy will pitch there Thursday. Or not yeah, there, Se- but. Sevy will pitch in Scranton on, no, isn't he pitching on Wednesday? They said I no to him, which, right? which which fucking one he wanted and which yeah, one I believe they, he so wanted stupid. Thursday. I believe they said no to him. Like, oh, OK, good, good. If they said like, hey, OK, I'd be fucking so. So I did because I am a true journalist. Right. As yep. we, I have looked up because we are in a cost saving time. There is a Spring Hill Suites by Marriott Scranton Montage <laughs> Mountain. It is right outside the stadium. And it's $139 a night uh, for Wednesday night. Um, I think it's a good deal. Ooh, $129. It looks like we can get the uh, 
the town place suites by Marriott. These are all extended stay hotels, too. <laughs> so, like, they got a courtyard by Marriott in case he's, like, a points guy. <laughs> on supertravel.com, you can get it for $109, whatever it's that supertravel.com sounds like a bigger scam than Sevy's contract. And if you want to just travel a little bit, like if you'll go what looks to be like less than a mile, the comfort suites, $79. That's a steal. Yeah. How, how would love saving that money? I, something tells me Sevy's not the one that's going to be booking his booking his stay. Yeah. Cause he'd book a tent. He has no idea how to do anything as an adult. Not even pitch. He can't even. No, can't even can't do, do that. Anything. And so, like, I mean, realistically, let's say for a seven o'clock game, they get to the stadium at like one o'clock. Mm-hmm. Now, I know it's the minor leagues for an 11 a.m. game. What do they have to be there? Like seven a.m. I would think they get a little bit more lead time. It's an 11.05 start. 11.05 start. Yeah, I guess so. That, that is an early wake up. And then that's the one he wanted. No, no, that's the one he didn't want. Oh, okay. He have to sleep in oh, right, the night before instead gotcha. of because he he wanted to do the Kayagawa and drive in for his start. Uh, OK, <laughs> you know that story, right? Yeah. Wait, tell me again, though. You told it once. Kayagawa signed that big contract with the Yankees, came and fucking stunk. And but it's a guaranteed deal. They sent him to AAA and he refused to like fully embrace that life so for years he lived in manhattan and every day had a car service drive him to scranton <laughs> that is a commute he refused to live that lifestyle he was just not gonna do it it was not for him <laughs> that was such a reactionary because the red sox signed dice k and cash god was like well i gotta i gotta do something i went to his i went to his first start at yankee stadium and I, we, he fucking stunk. Me and that, my now wife, like I was like, we just got this fucking Japanese guy. We gotta go. We, we're gonna go. We're sitting in the fucking bleachers. It's gonna be great. It'll be a hundred million degrees. You're gonna love this, babe. Welcome to this life. And uh, so yeah, so we did that. It was like 2007, I believe, and um, went to his first start, and they were getting fucking blown out. So I was just like, we can leave. It was a Saturday. It's like we've got college drinking stuff we can do. And then they came back and A-Rod hit a walk-off grand slam and I missed it. That was the year he hit a million walk-off home runs, 2007. I think he had like five, something yeah. crazy. But no, yeah, no, Kay- I remember that. Kayagawa in 2000, he spent parts of 2007, obviously, coming up. Uh, 2008, he played 26 games in Scranton, 26 in 2009. 22 in 2010 still here in 2011 he played four games in scranton and 16 in trenton that actually is an easier commute for him (laughs) and he lived in new york city for the entire time that's wild. i mean he had the money he could afford the uh manhattan penthouse and just have have someone drive him we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Carlos Rodon also has the money to uh, live wherever he wants. He got $162 million, has not thrown a pitch, says the back issue may be chronic. My question is, did we even do a fucking physical here? I mean, what what is going on? When did this chronic back issue pop up from December when we signed him and supposedly gave him a physical to now? I mean, I (laughs) Nick, I wish I had any kind of an answer as to like <laughs> how we could have gotten there. Like, how could we possibly get to this place where we signed a guy? What did we sign for six years? Six years, 162. Guy may never play a game. He may never play a game for us ever. Yeah, I don't even. I mean, know, I, I hear don't know chron- what to say. chronic back. I don't think chronic back injuries get any better. <laughs> or I feel like Donnie baseball would have come back for some of those ni- late nineties teams. The the update too was a slap in the face. I think it was Hoke who said he's not feeling any pain. It's was it. He's not feeling any pain. It's just discomfort or it's just an annoyance. Like he said, he's pain free. He used the term pain free. I, I don't know what the exact quote was and said it. It's just a disturbance or it's just an annoyance. And he, he's the supposed tough as nails, fiery, Miami-born bulldog, you know where, where, where you at, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I I think there is like, how old is he? Thirty. All right, so Rodon, listen, this is your last contract, regardless. Either fucking end your career by going out there and blowing your back out, or you know, or be a bitch about it. And he's choosing to be the bitch right now. And I get it though, like. Last place team, 10 games back. I don't know. Am I in a fucking hurry? <laughs> the quote that he had, though, that everybody loves. And I'll admit, I, I, I kind of got suckered into it in, in April when they said he was just going to miss two weeks with the forearm issue. He's like, I'm here to pitch in October, not April. And they, I'll be honest, that was kind of cool. He, he kind of got me there. But now it's looking like that might not even happen. Now, John Boy said on Talking Yanks that he heard from a source, an unverified source in the Yankee organization that said, don't count on him pitching next this year. Rodon's wife, like, commented on it or replied to it and said, this is bullshit. This is just a fucking dumpster fire. This is just a dumpster fire. Whenever one of my clients gets bothered at work, I have my wife reply. I don't know. Gut feeling. That's I'd say the worst. I hate August. fucking athletes' wives when they get like involved yeah. in that stuff. Like uh, 
when Josh Hamilton signed with the Angels, he he's his wife was up there for the press conference and they asked about like, well, you know, what about like the Rangers? And she goes, well, if they liked it, they should have put a ring on it. It was just like, very cringeworthy. Like what the fuck? Yeah. No, I mean, was she in a huge mansion complaining about what John boy said? Yeah. Come on, get over it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Same thing. I guess like if WNBA husbands speak up, I'm equal. (laughs) equal treatment i i don't know if we're gonna see this guy this year and other than retaining judge this was the big this was cashman's big move was was rodon didn't add a bat we wanted to add to the rotation fine you had verlander out there you had rodon you had Degrom. you had three guys i, I guess they're all hurt so that's <laughs> kind of ironic but yeah no i mean we heard there were obviously arm concerns we heard it, there was a physical i don't know if like they focus so much on the arm, like no one checked his back or the rest of his body, or I don't know how major league physicals work. I assume they're different than, than ours, but I mean, it's just, it's embarrassing. And now I guess, yeah, in theory, it's tightness, stiffness, whatever, a a magical heating pad fucking fixes it someday. And he pitches five and a half amazing seasons or five seasons, according to John boy, but the odds are that that's not what's going to happen. The <laughs> odds are this that this contract is an albatross on this organization for years and years to come. And will hamper them from making another move. And and to be honest, it, it seems like all of, a lot of these injuries are self-inflicted. Like Peraza just doesn't know how to slide and sprains his ankle. Uh, Bader almost got injured because IKF didn't heed his call. It's like Stanton – gets injured jogging and then trying to speed up and slow down again. It's it's not like guys are crashing into a wall and breaking their leg. Like these are, these are self-inflicted preventable injuries. I, it feels like, well, yeah, I mean the beta one wouldn't be self-inflicted. That's I would have been IKF inflicting it on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But like judge diving I, head first, belly flopping, you know, self-inflicted. I mean, I mean, we were so close with that beta play. To having like what what is our outfield? IKF with Cabrera <laughs> and Franchi Cordero. Hixie. <laughs> yeah. He had an RBI double. Dude, he's so back. You want to hear the most he has the same OP or whatever, uh weighted runs created plus his for this season is what Mike Mussina had as a hitter for his career. I saw somebody tweet that today. I don't forget that's who amazing. it was. But that's like the most depressing and funniest stat I think I've ever seen. Are you trying to tell me that his 143 batting average isn't helping us with his 213 on base percentage? <laughs> his OPS is 374. Jesus. There are time. There are times when we thought that that would be a DJ LeMahieu batting average in this contract. <laughs> it's it's sad, and and to be honest, it's just embarrassing for all sides. Like again, the Giants DFA Bumgarner. They ate whatever it was, 40 million. Like this is, it's just sad at this point. The fact that he's, they're running him out there every night. Well, who else are they going to run out there? There's no, there's no depth. There's no one in the minor leagues. Florio will he at brought least Jake Bowers it. up and he tried to kill himself. That's, <laughs> that's true. But Florio will at least sprint after the ball and hustle. I mean, neither of them can play, but I, I'd rather, I'd rather see Florio at this point. I mean, the guys, the guys in absolute zero. So when they activate judge today, Tuesday, see what I'm doing here. Cause I know we're recording on, Monday night when they activate judge tonight, 
do you, I mean, there are a lot of different moves. They could, they might go Peraza to the IL. They could DFA Hicks, Bowers, Franchi, Calhoun, all these idiots. What do it's you think not going to be DFAing Hicks. <laughs> it's just not going to be that. I know. Other guys have options. One guy's got a broken leg, and we've got <laughs> nine infielders. <laughs> this Peraza thing, what is their, their obsession with guys getting injured Keeping them on the active roster, playing shorthanded, and then ILing them seven days later. It's just mind-boggling, man. Because there's no depth. There's no one to call up. There's like no one's walking through that door to help us. You're not going to look up to the owner's box and Clemens is there with a microphone <laughs> telling everyone he's back. It's just not going to happen. I kind of want them to sign Bumgarner, though. I mean, why? Can it be any worse than, than Brito and Schmidt? I think their ERAs are both over six. Yeah, and I'll take Madison Bumgardner with his 10 ERA. Yeah, maybe he can I bring mean, that clubhouse edge that they thought Donaldson would bring. Plus, to a certain, I mean, you're paying him the major league minimum. So fucking go. If it doesn't work in three starts, you cut him too. Would we'll get some solid yes ratings for that yeah, game, for his first pl- game. He'd have to shave. That'd be fun. Be a story, yeah. Whenever a guy has to shave, it's fun for me. <laughs> this is really depressing. You're looking forward to another man possibly shaving his entertainment for our baseball team. Because we're yeah, 10 dude, games back. We should get a Manscaped ad. <laughs> that would that would really make sense for the Yankees. And this load managing, like Bader, they bring him back. They're like, oh, we, we only want to play him two games on the turf. Guys, you're 10 games back in last place. Load managing is when you're 10 games up in August. And you want to take your foot off the pedal, fine. We're, last place teams should not be load managing. And I feel like it's very symbolic of their distorted sense of self. Like they think they're this great team that's getting unlucky and it's going to be there at the end. Guys, if you don't make the playoffs, all this load managing is for naught. I get like Bader just coming off the IL and taking a knee to the head that like maybe you give him a day in there. But yeah, no, I mean, you do hit a point soon. Where it's just like, is this over? Is this season done? <laughs> yeah. You know, because like we're realistically looking at by the end of May being, what, 15 games back? I mean, these four, yeah, because we have eight games against the Rays and Blue Jays within the next 10 days, I believe. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to get to eat on the athletics, maybe. Maybe. I don't think that's a sweep. You get some like demoralizing losses that have been mixed in there. Like it's, you know, I don't think, yeah, no, it's definitely not a sweep. Definitely. I'm seeing like on Twitter. Oh, well, we're going to sweep the A's. We have uh, Schmidt and Brito starting two of the games. They've combined to win four of the games that those two have started the entire year. They've won one Schmidt start one (laughs) and three Brito starts. And you think they're both going to win back to back games? I mean, you got Nestor Monday night, so that, that should be a win. But there's no way that Schmidt and Brito are winning back-to-back games. I don't care if they're playing the the double-A. I don't care if they're playing the Trenton Thunder. Yeah. No, it's – if we were to sweep this series, which I want them to, we would – I would be shocked. Absolutely shocked. The team's just not good. It's not a good team. It's going to be a long summer. Um, because here's the thing. Judge looks good, right? They're saying Judge looks good. He's back Tuesday. Back Tuesday, yep. For how long? Exactly. Because what's he dealing with? A hip strain. Those tend to just get better 
the more you run on them when you're six, seven, 280 pounds. And that's swing. what the doctor prescribes. The doctor goes, you know what you should do if your hip hurts? Get taller and bigger than everyone else. Which, like, we knew was a risk. We knew was a risk in doubling his salary. (laughs) Ah, this is tough, man. And the other big guy, again, so you had a tweet. I think my favorite tweet that you've ever had was 2020. And Stanton was on the IL. And Boone was like, he's running. He's throwing. He's hitting. But he's weeks away. And then I think you tweeted like, yeah, Vinny's spinning dough, grating cheese, making homemade sauce. But he's weeks away from coming into the pizza parlor. And like Stan's they're doing that again with Stan. Like he's running. He's hitting in the cage. He's throwing. Get out there, dude. We we are desperate. And he's still weeks away. I mean, if that doesn't sum it up. Just fucking DH for a couple of weeks. Don't run at all. It's a home run or long single. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No running. No field. Like, I'm fine with that. Three nights a week, four nights a week, even. Whatever. Yeah. Slot him in behind Judge, little bit of protection, maybe get a a little bit. I mean, because we are, if we're being realistic, I don't think that Judge comes back, and maybe he does, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know that Judge comes back, and he's got, what, six home runs now, and Mm -hmm. that in the next two weeks, he hits, what, another four? Would be like, Amazing, right? He's at 10 home runs in mid-May. Stanton is weeks away. So we're looking at June, maybe, for him to come back. Like, the cavalry is just not coming. It's just not – there is no one thing that you could be like, all right, that's going to be the turning point. Rodon, he's not going to pitch this year. Seve is worried about the Spring Hill Suites because he is a bit like – Dude, what are you – are you in like a Tuesday night soccer league on the Lower East Side that you can't miss that game? <laughs> no, it's terrible. And that's why I hate when these people are like, this is going to be the lineup when everybody gets healthy. Or like when Stan gets back, this is the lineup I want to see. By the time Stan gets back, Rizzo's back will have ailed up. Somebody will, somebody will have strained a hamstring. They're probably never going to be whole. But, man, it's just frustrating. Like you're telling me, Stan, you really can't get up there against the Rays this weekend and take a couple of hacks? Like, we're fucking desperate, man. Our best scenario is everyone comes back and plays well, and we still have Oswaldo Cabrera in there batting 202. <laughs> uh, it's tough. It's a, it's a tough why. I mean, he's trying his best. It's like he's the guy that's going balls to the wall, and then Hicks is the one that's not trying. Like, they both suck. Yeah. Uh, Oswaldo's just a little bit more, like, aesthetically pleasing because he's at least trying. Yeah. That, that's I mean, kind of where we're at. <laughs> And like, yeah, hey, it's exciting. He's a kid, whatever. But like, there is a point where you do say, like, you're bad in two twelve, Volpe. Maybe we should have got one of those major league shortstops yeah. that they were offering the past couple of years. <laughs> because when you look at it, you look at really successful teams, right? Like, I, like I pointed out earlier, our two biggest players, salary wise, make more than the entire race team and brian cashman when we get the 25 million dollars off the books from donaldson brian cashman is not the guy to spend that on four guys who are going to contribute no no can he find us a 10 million dollar player a seven million dollar player a five million dollar player and a three million dollar player who don't all have to be all stars but are going to make solid contributions to a team Throughout the season. He's not that guy. 
And even if you have the room to take on the salary and it's like, well, those guys aren't all available in free agency every year that you're going to piece that together. We've got nothing to trade. You know, uh, no. Yeah, no, they traded everybody. In fact, one of the guys they traded, or I think they're facing Monday night. It'll be Nestor and J.P. Sears, who we traded for Frankie Montas, who also hasn't thrown a pitch this year. Who exists, allegedly. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. Like, I think he made like four starts. Another guy that they didn't do a physical on who had a who even said, yeah, my yeah. shoulder was banged up when they traded. For I'm a prize. <laughs> this is tough. It's, it's really I'm I'm gonna grasp here. Well, I'm going I'm going to the game Friday, and Cole's gonna pitch, so maybe I can improve to four and out. You know, maybe we can have something. Maybe that's a big maybe. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard. Every red flag. It's every red flag. It's like, hey, listen, this this guy is telling you he's not looking for a relationship. He's telling you he's not looking for anything serious. And now you're mad that he didn't take you to brunch the morning after? Of course not. He told you he wasn't going to. Frankie Mondes said, my shoulder hurts. <laughs> it's not his fault that he said his shoulder hurts. And the Yankees were like, you bring that over here. <laughs> our, our impressive history with our medical staff is going to turn that around for you real quick. And our impressive history of bringing in former Oakland athletics like Sonny Gray. You know, that always that always works out, too. No, it's it's hard. Like when I made Chavez I, was fine when we had Eric Chavez yeah. play third base for a bit. That was fun. People him in the head Lance with Berkman. the ball. I think it was him and Lance Berkman. Was that the same year? Yeah, uh, maybe one it, was 2010 it, and one was 2012 or something. It might have been. Chavez, I feel like, was around for more than a year. And then we were going to make him one of our hitting coaches and the Mets outbid us for him. That was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't embarrassing. No, this is uh, this is difficult. Bader gave them a nice boost. Let's say something nice. He, you know, they are more fun to watch with Bader on the team. Yeah, it's very exciting when you have a guy who wants to be there. Because <laughs> did you see the Hicks? Like it was from the last series. He's in left field. They're doing roll call. And they had to chant his name like a billion times. Didn't he never but, even – I don't think he ever even acknowledged He eventually it. did. He gave him a like, yeah, whatever. And he is just every person who like – right now the economy's not good. You know, last year it was like, you know, you could get any job. You want to fucking raise, you just switch jobs. And now people are getting laid off. And so Aaron Hicks is every person who got a bloated salary – and now fucking hates their job. And it's like, well, what am I going to do? I'm unhappy here, but I, I can't leave. I can't just leave. Get Getting the paycheck. Again, oh, I think August 1st, he gets his 10 to 5, right? So you'd think they maybe would trade him, but I, I don't even, I don't know. Nobody would want him. This is talking about, I, I can't keep talking about Iron Hicks. It's it's just too depressing. We've been doing it. Been doing it for too long. Um, they should win. Wow. I actually what? just I've got a, a fun statistic for you. OK, the Yankees active payroll. Including base salaries, signing bonuses right now is one hundred and twenty six million two hundred sixty thousand dollars. That means they have one hundred and sixty million on the one hundred and fifty two million dollars. Jesus Christ. On the chef. On the shelf. That's depress. That's almost as depressing as Hicks having the same OPS as Mike Mussina as a, as a hitter. Yeah, I mean, and we're gonna pay. It looks like we're gonna pay like thirty-three million dollars in like taxes 
in you know competitive taxes it's bad man it's bad and like it sucks i know like if you listen to the show it's like oh man these guys are just going to come on and complain like we are open you can tweet me you could dm me and tell me anything that i have to look forward to because there it's just not there it's just not there at all it's not, and it's tough because when we when you look at the baseball season, at least me going in, I'm like, you know what? We're going to be in the hunt. I'm going to go to a bunch of games. I'm going to go to the games at home, so they'll probably win most of those, and we'll be right in it towards the end. Like that's that's all I really ask for. Like take me on a fun ride, and to be sitting here on May 9th, ten games out of first place. It's like this isn't what we sign up for as Yankee fans. We pay the most for tickets. We pay the most for beers. We pay the most for parking. We put up with a lot of bullshit with the expectation that we will be in the hunt every single year and it to be at this stage at the stage of the season and already be double digit games back it's tough and this division is fucking loaded this might be the best division in sports history yeah (laughs) yeah and you know so looking at next year we've got judge for 40 million cole for 36 million stanton's getting 32 million but we're only we're only paying 22 we got 27 million on Rodon. We're paying in terms of, and I'm telling you, like the salary tax, like whatever the, it counts 20 million for Rizzo, even though we're only paying him 17. I don't I know what that. DJ's making 15. Hicks is making 10. Um, That's so tough. We're still paying Donaldson six. Right, because the buyout, oh, that's brutal. Yep. And then 5.75 for Canley. And so you've still got arbitration for Glaber, for Holmes, Herman, Higgy, Nestor, Trevino, the catcher. I mean, Clark Schmidt. Oh, like, he can fucking kick rocks, man. He, ben his ben face, uh, You know, we got to make a decision with him. Davey Garcia. <laughs> It's bad. Like it's, it really is. Like I don't want to say like, all right, well, here's the thing: the the Yankees are. I mean, you can't fully rebuild. You can't ever fully rebuild as the Yankees. Not here. Not here. But in order to keep fans even coming, like at a certain point, the common fan is gonna catch on that like hey there is no way out of here the most optimistic guy is going to say like there's really no way that we just turn this around and when you look at it that like yeah we're 279 million dollars this year for the payroll we're already committed for next year 189 million 177 in 2025 150 in 2026 118 in 2027 like we have spent Half of the 2027 payroll already. Are you trying to get me to jump out the window here? I mean, holy shit, 20, 2027. No, it's very, it's very depressing. They don't have a lot of flexibility moving forward. Um, not a ton, not a ton to look forward to. I do think they will. I mean, not that this is an accomplishment. I think they'll take two out of three at home against Oakland. They lose this series. I mean, forget it. But then you have four games. Can you win? Can you win three of those Rays games? At home with Cole going for one of them. No. <laughs> no, you can't. You can hope for two. They'll probably win the Cole game and lose the other three if I 
if I had to guess. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll get lucky on another one. I mean, I mean Judge is back, so let's we'll yeah, be yeah, 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 yeah. And Nestor, Judge is Nestor's back. What if Judge hits three home runs next weekend? Yeah, yeah. You're right. And last, well, that's another thing. So last year they were awful. And I think it was July and August. Like they were like under 500, but judges home run chase was kind of like distracting everybody. People still had a reason to tune in. Yes. Had their best numbers ever. I don't see that what the distraction is going to be this year. If they're 50, Wade 50 Boggs on a horse, <laughs> you show you boom. I think John Filippelli has in his house, like, you know, one of those, uh, easy buttons from like, yeah, Staple. yeah. <laughs> Bogs on a horse button. Boom. All of a sudden, it just goes in the booth and Kay's like, I remember Wade Boggs and he drank a beer. Oh, and they'll do the, they'll do the, oh, they could talk about Jack Curry's book, Relive the 98 Team again. Hoke's got a book, Relive That. Brian Hoke has a book once a month. Yeah. No, it it feels like he's only there to write books. Like, it's... (laughs) Like at a certain point, like Hoke, it works for MLB. Yes. Right. He's drawn a salary there. He's drawn a salary from whoever his publisher is. Guy's doing pretty well. And that's why you don't get follow up questions. Yes. Because no. you need these interviews for your book. That's where you make the money now. Right. What do you get right. being a reporter for MLB.com? 80 grand? You know, like these guys aren't making a ton of money, is what I'm no. trying to say. Maybe it's more. Maybe he's making a hundred and fifty or whatever. But in whatever. New York City, eighty grand is nothing. Yeah, no. Have a family. It, I mean, so you know, I, I was probably being dramatic with the eighty grand. I'm sure he makes a livable thing. But then yeah. when you factor in like all the travel, the time away from your family for right. like that year, right? The real money maker is that you write a book, you get the interviews so that you have a really good book, you get a couple excerpts out there. Fans buy the book, you get the next book deal. Like I'm in, I'm in the process right now. Mm-hmm. I right, sold right. my book. I've got this downtime. My book doesn't come out for a year and three months. I have 15 months. Guess what I'm doing later this summer? I'm writing three more books. Just because as we get closer and you get some buzz, you go, hey, well, I got these right here. You want to buy them? You want to buy them real quick? Just need a quick advance. That's why you don't get follow up questions because and I'm not saying it's just Hoke because it's everyone who then wants to be Hoke. Right. They want right. that spot. Like there are only it's got to be a race to like who Hoke's can get the it. number one. Clearly, I, I think. Well, Jack Curry also seems might Jack be the most Curry's high a little up. different because like he's for yes. Like if you yeah. work for yes, I feel like it's a little different. Same thing with like Paul O'Neill. Like, yeah, Paul O'Neill wrote a book. OK. Yeah. Um, right. <laughs> Like that's the big issue is the next guy, whether it be like, you know, and it depends what the, you know, where you are in like, I guess like the power rankings of these beat reporters. Cause I'm sure when Ho, you know, MLB wants Hoke, great. Uh, you know, I want this much money. Well, we've only got this much money, but you get access, you're MLB. Great. I want the freedom to write a book. I don't know that the athletic is being like, yeah, and you can also write a book. You're probably right because there's a new there's a new beat right, Chris Kirscher, Kirschner, and he is actually, I mean, of of all of them, he's being the most kind of combative. Like he quote tweeted, Cashman said, "Oh, this isn't like the NBA where you can just pluck players off the G League and 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 he 
quote tweeted and was like, well, I covered the NBA and that how you describe it is not how it is at all. Like he seems to be pushing back, but that's like a young kid who's probably doesn't have as much to lose. I don't, I don't know. He's, he's at least been a little bit tougher with them, but yeah, it's tough listening. Like, why did you go to, or like the other, when was it a week ago when Herman was cruising about to finish a complete game and he inexplicably put in clay Holmes and they lost. Like, obviously the reporters asked, why'd you do that? And Boone says, I like the matchup or the computer told me to, and then that's it. They just move on to the next question. Yeah. Like, can you give us a little insight into like what the computer tells you there or how that works? You know, it's not, the question's just not there. There was a telling quote from Cashman who he said, and he said like, yeah, Boone's allowed to go against what we think, what the computer says. But if he, if he's wrong, he has to explain himself. Obviously, if you put a guy in that situation, they're not going to go against you. (laughs) But also, isn't that every part of every job where you make a decision, whether there's a computer involved that you've gone against or not? Yeah, you do. You make a decision. It goes wrong. You have to answer for it. Sounds like a job to me. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. It's and and everybody like on the fire boon train, I, I'd love to get rid of them. But the problems run, you know, it's the bandaid on the gunshot wound analogy. The the problem runs so much deeper and so much higher up than the dugout. It, it would be satisfying for a couple of days and then we'd be right back where we were. If they fired him. Yeah, I'm. He's been given chicken shit and asked to make chicken salad. He's not fucking Emerald. You know, he's not the best chef in the world. But what, you know, he doesn't have anything to play with. Because to a certain extent, it's like, well, why'd you take Herman out? Right? The the numbers said to take him out. You could also just be like, I don't know, because the guy normally fucking sucks. And with a little bit of pressure, he was clearly going to suck. Fans would understand that. If he went out there and he just said, because I don't know, I've been in the dugout with cut off sleeves for every time this jerk off has been out on the mound. I've seen a couple things. You're at home. You've got eyes. We'd all be like, all right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. He does suck. He does suck. And we and just to top it all off, the cherry on top, we don't have a closer either. Holmes was great the first half of last year. He's a ERA over five since last all-star break. Obviously, Canely on the shelf, Loisaga on the shelf. They, they don't have a closer to top it off. So I mentioned I'm going on the 12th. There's a small part of me that's wondering if you're going to, depending on how the team does, if you will get to Yankee Stadium this year. You're wondering if I'll get to Yankee Stadium this year? I know you're going to go to Camden Yards. I know you have that I, locked in. So here's what I'll tell you. It's not an insane thing for you to wonder, right? I will get to Yankee Stadium this year. It's a part of who I am it's you know it's tough when you've got two kids and like you want to spend time with them it's not even like hey I can't this isn't a diss no 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 I I know I know I've got like a lot of work travel coming up I got to go to Pittsburgh next week I got to go to Arizona the week after that then it's Memorial Day week I'm home for that week then I'm in New York for a couple days if the I forget if the team is home but you know, if I don't have to do a dinner one night, maybe I try to get to a game. And yeah, they are home when I'm going to be there. They're playing the White Sox. So, like, if I've got to be there for a couple days, maybe I get to a game if, if someone can't do a dinner. But if that doesn't happen, I do start looking at, um, like, for my own mental health. Like, you know, I kind of need it. 
So there's a, a chance that maybe I try to swing something for that Red Sox series. If it was if the game on the 10th was a day game, I would tell you right now I would definitely go. Oh, that Saturday. I thought you liked the Saturday night. I do when I don't have two kids and right, I'm right. fucking hammered. All right, so day games. Got the Cubs on Saturday, July 8th at 1 o'clock. It's going to be hot as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, because here's the thing. Like, I am in late July going to Baltimore. So I think my – I don't know who's watching my kids, if I'm being honest <laughs> with that. I, I don't know. But, like, there are only so many people you get to watch your kid and, and you know, do all that stuff. Yeah. I've got Charlie Wisco's wedding coming up in September. That's a whole weekend. Nice. I like that kid. I like him. Yeah, that's a whole weekend. So, like, that, you know, so I think my wife and I will try to find a – because she likes to go to games, too. Mm-hmm. Like, we will try to find a Saturday where we can go up and do our thing and, like, go to a game and fucking, you know, hang out. Um. But yeah, it's just tough. It's tough getting coverage. It is. And when you only looking got at one family around, like my family doesn't live in this area. Right, I would, right. I would never leave my kids with them. <laughs> Limited options. The August schedule, they get to play the Tigers for four, get the Nationals for three, the Marlins for three, and they get the White Sox for three. So when you remember 2021, like they got off to that god awful start, and then they kind of stat padded. They went on that 13 game winning streak on the West coast against the athletics that nobody really even saw. And they kind of used that to catapult back into the wild card race. I could see something like that where they're like 500 around the all-star break, but then these August and September too. September I mean, in the September you've got Detroit, you've got, you know, I know Milwaukee's playing good right now. You've got the pirates. They're playing good right KC. now, but like how long is that going to go? Kansas city, you got the diamondbacks, Arizona. But yeah. Like there is, there's opportunity, but, you need more. There's not just one move. It's not just, hey, guys who are chronically injured, you know, like we're talking about guys who have a history of once they get injured, they are injured throughout the rest of the season. Yeah. So, like, how do we turn that around? I'm starting to get depressed at the idea of not going to a game like you've really pointed that out to me. I mean, dude, because usually it's like usually you're up there. And I mean, usually you're at opening day or April or normally I'm four Saturdays. or five games. I live two hours away and I'm four or five games in. At yeah. At this point. And I'm playing with fire, man. Like I'm three and O in person. And at some point that bubble is going to burst. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, they do have a like, you know, and they have a home stretch when like, I'm going to be in beach Haven for a week and I'm not going to leave the beach to, to go no. to a game. No, absolutely. Especially not. for a team that's 28 games back. And with me, like, like this game Friday, I've had tickets to for a while. It was always a situation where I was like, all right, I'm going to see who's pitching and I'm going to see who's healthy. The fact that it's going to be a cold game and Judge is coming back, like I'm going. But if it was, I'll be honest, if it was Johnny Brito lined up for Friday and Judge was still on the shelf, I, I'd sell him. Like, I'm not ashamed to admit that. Like, why, yeah. why would I want to? <laughs> no, I think I, um, I, so big pivot, like I'm hosting Mother's Day. Ooh, okay. So like I'm. I'm hosting and like, you know, I don't want my wife to have to do much. So that's on me. My pool opens on Monday. So there was a time where I was like, oh, you know what? On the 13th, I can get up for a game and get back. Right now. I can't. I got a power wash around the pool. I got to prep stuff. Life's getting in the way. Yeah, no, it's it is. Yeah. So I don't know, man. That's all we got. This team sucks. <laughs> this team sucks. You follow Nick at and 
and Kirby NYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. It's pretty fucking miserable. I don't even tweet about games anymore because it's just too depressing. I just don't need to like pile onto that shit. I don't know. Maybe you'll see me at a game. Maybe you'll see me at the parade. I'll probably go. I'll go to like the Puerto Rican Day Parade. That'd be more fun. Probably be a great time. <laughs> For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.